Oh, vacation's over. Back here in the fig cave. Weather's getting a little bit cooler. It's almost fall, but going to enjoy this last couple days of summer here. we got a big-time interview for you guys here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. I'm back from vacation. No more crappy internet. Sorry about that Robert Rudman interview. It was a great interview with him uh, from Mattel. But the uh, the audio is not the best, so I apologize to you guys. But I'm back in the home base now. I'm back here, and we're going to talk to our buddy Steve Ozer, Action Figure Attack on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the lead marketing manager for Mattel, and kind of do a recap and wrap up this Mattel Creations thing that over the last uh, week or so got backed over 8,000 backers. So we're going to get the whole kit and caboodle. And talk to him about how those days went down because uh, it was a flurry after they announced the Macho Man getting down to the wire. And, you know, the numbers were just going up steadily. And it was just a great effort from the entire figure community. So let's get him on the line. Let's talk some figures with him. And uh, let's have some fun. Let's uh, let's crack some bubbly. Let's celebrate because we're going to get this uh, new generation arena. Uh, and I'm pretty pumped. So let's get him on the line. Uh, before we do that, though, I want to give a shout out to all of our friends in the wrestling figure community, some other podcasts, uh, Kenny from the call up, our, our buddies over at the run in podcast, uh, Chris from WrestleGeddon podcast. Don't forget, we have our own uh, Facebook group. It's free to get in. It's the fig cave. Just go to the to get there. It'll send you right to our Facebook group. Um, there's about 500 or so of us uh, that buy and sell and trade figures on a daily basis, talk wrestling, all that good stuff. So if you're a new listener to the podcast, check us out on Facebook. Absolutely no entry fee, uh, and we only sell figures to each other at retail plus shipping for any new stuff on the on the peg. So if you're looking to get those new Legends uh, Elites, you can find them at your area targets. Uh, you got 500 other Fig Came family members to help you out. So uh, check us out there. So let's get Steve on the line. All right, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Ozer on the on the line here. Steve, thank you for joining me this evening, and uh, appreciate all you've done. We're going to get into the uh, the new gen arena, but uh, how you doing this evening? I am doing great, especially after last Friday. Thank you for having me on the show. Man, I was uh, on vacation with the family, and uh, I was watching the hours count by. I, I would like to know how many uh, how many hits you got on that Mattel Creations website because people were refreshing that thing like a mother. Um, just watching those numbers go up, it had to feel good, man. Uh, seeing that the people finally, and I don't know whether it was payday or whether people get that, uh, $250 check from the government or people just kind of <laughs> realized that macho man was a must have, but whatever it was, uh, we, we got that thing back at the, at the, the perfect time. I think it was a combination of things. It was all those things you mentioned, you know, it was a payday, um, maybe there was a tax, you know, thing coming through for people. Uh, if you have a kid, um, if you have a kid, yeah, it's a, well, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. I, I'm intentionally being vague about that. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, uh, Macho man, of course, the early bird bonus, uh, was ending and, you know, we were just coming out of an intense cycle of, of interviews and, and yep. going live on social media and the whole nine yards, robbing myself. Um, so I think it was just like a culmination of everything and the community coming together and just making Friday like a happening, like unlike anything I've ever seen across any toy line. And I collect practically everything. Right. And I, I backed other you know, crowdfunded projects, and I've never seen anything quite like this. We're going to get into all the details and kind of where we go from here, Steve. Everybody can follow you on social media, Action Figure Attack. Uh, I'm going to say it up in the front here, and I'll probably say it again. This this would not have happened without you and Rob, because you guys were 
burning the midnight oil. You guys were on every podcast. You were on some YouTube shows. You were get you you had social media buzzing. Uh, you guys worked you know overtime. Hopefully, you're getting a little extra cut of uh, overtime cash or something. But uh, you guys really are, are you know the community came together really. But you guys were just nonstop, and I didn't see anything like it before. Like you said, so I mean, I think a large part has to go to you and Rob. You guys deserve a lot of credit. We had Rob on last week. He was awesome. Uh, he gave me some questions to ask you because I needed to. I needed to get to the bottom of. Uh, I need to get to know the real Steve Ozer. We'll get to some questions later, but I wanted to give you some props at the top here because, man, you you were working your ass off. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And you know, for for people like Rob and I, like we are one of you guys like legitimately and i know yeah. some people say that often but it's like you know it really is just you know what we did over the past few weeks is a natural extension of what we normally do but just like amplified like doing it every yeah. single day yeah. instead of doing it occasionally and you know being in the weeds with collectors and everything so um labor of love you know this whole project was a labor of love so we put in you know all our extra efforts in our free time to to really make sure that this thing was as successful as it possibly could be uh, so we have some questions from our Fig Cave family that we'll get to a little bit later. But if you're living under a rock, you don't know the uh, the guys at Mattel, you yourself included, and everybody. Uh, we did our first crowdfunding uh, exhibit here. It was the Ultimate Edition New Generation Ring. We needed eight thousand backers to get everything all together. Uh, we get the the ring, which is unlike anything we've ever gotten before, Steve. Uh, we have the light up entranceway from that New Generation era. We have the Ultimate Edition doink we have a diesel and then we have the the macho man from wrestlemania 9 with the uh, announcer play set uh the swappable ring skirts i mean it's really you guys really listened to what people were saying i feel like and you kind of pivoted a couple times in this process is there anything you're going to do different when the second mattel creations thing comes up you don't have to go into details about this one but something that you noticed that oh we should have done this we should have done that i know people were a little upset about getting charged right away and you you fixed that which was awesome uh what what are you guys going to do different just in general with with the second one because this one i feel like you guys fixed everything that you needed to fix i feel like at the end of the end of the day it was a great value and and you can see it in the numbers yeah, I think there obviously were learnings to be had. You know, it was soft out of the gate, to to be honest, it was. Um, that's something we're going to try to to fix from the get-go next time. Uh, the payment thing, you know, we knew um, that there would be some some rumblings of issues with the payment. And we were trying to get that settled before the campaign launched, to be honest with you. But it just takes time sometimes, you know, to get those those ducks in a row. And, and it didn't align for campaign launch. But, hey, we made it happen. So, you know, we're going to take those. We're going to take all the feedback. And in the end, it seems like, you know, there was some uh, resistance over some things and questions of new generation. But then by the end of the campaign, it seemed like everyone just was in love with with this in the end. So, you know, there was education on top of it that had to happen. A lot of this was completely new for, for, you know, WWE collectors, wrestling figure collectors, because this is, you know, not in, in our normal wheelhouse to have to crowdfund something. Um, so I think, you know, all these things, all these learnings will, will come into play and we're going to have a much smoother process the next time we do something like this and hopefully address these things out of the gate and, and, and yep. no speed bumps along the way or, or no speed bumps. <laughs> Rob, Rob brought up a good point. I didn't even realize this, that you guys kind of announced it and then the website didn't go live for like 24, 48 hours. And then maybe that like people would have wanted to sign up right at that moment. Then you give them that day or two to think about it. Not enough people come back and go to the website. Was that I, I didn't remember that happening. It all happened so fast with uh, Comic-Con and everything going on. So maybe that probably is a big part of it, too. 
Yeah, so this was all tied into San Diego Comic-Con this year. So as part of the reveals of all of our exclusives, you know, the the crowdfunded New Generation Arena was lumped into the the reveals. So by revealing it and then waiting until the sale day, which was later in the week, I think we did lose a little bit of momentum there. Um Plus, you know, we, we had a lot of competition as well with ourselves, with, with other exclusives and with other items out there. So, you know, like I said, all learnings and all things that we can potentially do differently next time. How much does it piss you off when uh, stuff gets spoiled before you get a chance to reveal it? I mean, you guys work on something, you try to keep it under wraps, and then it comes out. I mean, it always seems to happen, not just with your company uh, or wrestling figures in general, but that has to be annoying, right? It I equate it to, you know, going to the movies and we all saw the the Simpsons episode when Homer and Marge are young and Homer is like, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's <laughs> father when he walks out and everybody's pissed off. And it's like, you don't want to be that guy, you know? So it's like, I get like the excitement and wanting to know what's going on and finding rumors and leaks and being excited about that. It, it is what it is. It happens. You know, we do our best to try to make sure that's minimized, but, but don't be the person who blasts it everywhere. Like there are places to go to see that stuff. If it gets out, uh, just be respectful for the people who do want to go for the emotional ride, because it's part of, it's part of everything. Like the big reveal, like a dramatic reveal. It's much more exciting than seeing just a name in black and white on a screen or yeah. someone just slaps an image, you know, an existing image of a superstar up, yeah. like to, to have like the music, music involved and the big reveal and if it's on a panel everybody reacting and the energy like that's you know that's something that it really sucks when that's taken away and see what outfit they're i mean you can give me a name but i don't know you can tell me bret hart but i don't know i'm gonna get the bret hart from survivor series 97 that's a whole different game changer when i see that figure and you know that's really uh the bread and butter of it you know yeah and then another thing that happens is you see reactions after like let's say you know comic-con is coming up and a bunch of the items get you know leaked out in name beforehand then it gives the people perception like oh well nothing new was shown at comic-con well it is all new you just (laughs) knew the names ahead of time because of the leak yeah i mean it happens like you know as a sports fan it happens when we want to know like if a player is playing or gets traded i mean it's really like you talked about movie movie teasers and trailers it's just the way everyone is we can't you know, we're on our phones 24-7. We need to know things before they happen. But, uh, you know, it's probably annoying. Um, what, you, you're super accessible on social media. I mean, I message you every once in a while. You're on the Major Brothers group. Uh, you're always going on Instagram Live, which is awesome to see when you have all those figures behind you there like you have. What are the pros and cons of being so open and accessible to the figure community? I'm sure there's more pros and cons, but... There has to be some things that, um, I mean, do people, I know you probably get the same questions over and over again from some people, which is probably takes up a little bit of time, but is there, is there anything bad about being you know accessible? Because it's, it is great that you are able to be the kind of the face of the company for us as fans and, and, and kind of be our sounding board. You know, I mean, sometimes there are issues with, with a lack of boundaries, you know, um, I have a, you know, private account or private accounts, you know, on various social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And, you know, everyone tries to to creep in there. And it's like those things are, you know, private or whatever for a reason, because I need some separation, even though like yeah. my life is truly, you know, all all encompassing with action figures. Yeah. But, you know, I do need a break from that every once in a while. So I do try to keep those things separate. But it is, you know, it is frustrating when when action figure requests start popping into my my, you know, personal accounts. Yeah. Um, 
but you know other than that like that's probably the biggest con you know like you know that that some people find it difficult to to separate um and you know there's you know uh this perception of like always being available and being a customer service representative and if i'm not answering them on the weekend there's a problem well it's the weekend guys right like you know if something goes down friday morning like nobody's solving these things saturday and sunday because everybody is is off so it's like maybe i have an idea of what'll happen monday but we got to talk about that stuff when everybody's back in office so you know Maybe, maybe that type of stuff. The pros is like, I'm fully connected to everybody. And it's like, you know, all these ideas that are thrown my way, it's like, we're all on the same page. You know, it's like, I haven't heard something tossed my way that, that hasn't been tossed my way a thousand times or, or we haven't discussed internally. It just is very validating to know that like mentally we're, we're all kind of aligned as fans of the direction we want to go with all this stuff. Also, I mean, you you have a uh, your actual job duties that you have to do. You don't you're not your job is not to just answer <laughs> questions all day. You have to do your real yeah. real nine to five job. Um, yeah, that's all free time stuff. Yeah, um, a couple questions that I want to hammer out here about the new generation arena uh, because I know a lot of people are asking. You've probably answered these before, but I just want to get definitive answers from you, and we'll kind of move on. Will there be another stretch goal added to this, or are we done adding anything onto this? No, I mean, we have under a week left at this point, right? Um, This is the offering, right? As is, um, you get Doink, you get Diesel, you get the ring, you get the entrance. You can still get that stuff. We have the ring skirts. It's a hell of an offering for $250. Um, There's not going to be any more with a week left. When you look back to another major, and I won't, you know, get into details on the competition, but obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of everything and I respect what, you know, other people are doing. And I pay attention and I buy that stuff. But, you know, one of those uh, crowdfunded executions hit that first goal so quickly, they had to scramble to add more. We kind of were the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know that they were. there's comparisons between the two, but we took a while to get here. We're in the home stretch when we finally started, when we reached our initial goal and started unlocking things. So it's kind of the opposite scenario. Maybe if we were, you know, if it was so overwhelming at the beginning, we'd be in a position now to, to where, you know, we would be able to move forward with another tier. But, you know, there's just, we're, we're out of time. I think once, because like you said, a lot of I've never done any, any kind of crowdfunding thing. I only correct, I only collect wrestling figures, so I'm sure I'm on the same boat as a lot of people. Now that we've done this once, the second one that you do, whenever that is, if it's even if it's the same amount or if it's less, I feel like you know, if you do hit that number first, then you're like, oh man, we can double this. Let's give them another figure. Is that something you guys would consider if that does come up? Because I think once people do this once, they see how it goes. We get it in the mail. We love it. We're like, oh, I'm going to do this again. This is great, right? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, we, we people are now are uh, getting used to doing something like this. Um, and then if they support earlier and mm-hmm. in a more plentiful way, because it comes down to, you know, you have to have like more and more and more backers to even be able to afford more yeah. because, you know, you just can't keep adding and adding, adding. I know some people said, you know, add a 9,000 K tier or, or 9 K tier, but like, I mean, that's not enough to add a figure. You know what I mean? Another thousand units. Like yeah. you really have yeah. to really bump up these, these units significantly to warrant another tier. Um, so it would really come down to, you know, we'll plan it out. We'll have some extra tiers in our back pocket. And if it's so overwhelming that financially, like we can really afford this and have no, ch- no choice in a good way, like, then we can offer extra tiers on top of what we have planned. But, you know, it has to work out financially for us to do that. 
Makes total sense. Uh, the next question I have, the ultimate packaging. You've confirmed, I think, on your Instagram Live that we're going to get uh, the ultimate edition packaging for the Doink and the Diesel. Is that going to be the same case for the Macho Man, or is that going to be packaged with the uh, the announcer set? How's that going to look? So as of right now, the plan is to have Randy in the year one packaging, which is slightly thicker um, depth-wise. Depth um, so that way you can have your Ultimate Edition Randy, similar to the one you have behind you. Um, but behind it, you would have the announcer accessories. Okay. So all that stuff would come in the Randy Savage uh, Ultimate Edition packaging. Okay. So the, you, when you say year two, what, what line does that start with? Is that the Hogan so, and... Jeff Hardy. So, so the year year one would be Randy Savage. So, so that would be uh, packaging the size of Ronda Rousey and Ultimate Warrior. The okay. Randy you have, the Randy you have, is the the slightly thinner modern okay. packaging, which Diesel notice. and Doink will be in. Yeah, it's very slight. Yeah. Uh, but we just need a little bit extra room to accommodate the announce table and all those other okay. uh, announcer accessories. I mean, when you get that, when even the, even a year from now, I mean, when people get that in the mail, you get three Ultimate Edition figures. I mean, I think people are. And I've had a couple of questions on our Facebook group about this ring. And someone someone asked, uh, Brian Krieger asked, are, are they going to do an elite ring? I was like, dude, are you serious? We just did this. Like, I know this <laughs> ring is a little bit smaller, but I would assume going forward, these these crowdfunding things are going to be built off of this ring. Like, you're going to give us different skirts. We can get, you know, different ropes. I mean, now that you have the ring, you can probably, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like you're not going to do the ring again, but maybe add on to that and make, you know, the things that come with it kind of like interchangeable is that is that fair to say yeah yeah i mean this is our new standard scale for a collector ring right you have obviously your basic 20 dollars rings and you have your collector ring here at 21.4 by 21.4 um so you know if we do hypothetically you know i i mean the top we, we all see the top ideas for for new crowdfunding things like circulated and there's like a like four or five that are like the heavy hitter everyone is like kind of on board with getting um and some of those are entrance stages right if there's a, a an era specific entrance stage we're not going to force you to buy another ring you know we'll, we'll give you accessories mm-hmm. uh ring posts uh skirts or whatever so you can use this ring uh or maybe we make the ring available uh again like with a redeco you know or another yeah. version so so those who don't have this ring might be able to to get it and, and complete this but yeah the idea is not to do a ring every single time um and to let you build onto this like this is your ultimate edition ring and you can swap out posts and you know hypothetically attitude hour needs black posts we can mm-hmm. plug those in there with some some ring skirts or whatnot and you'll be good to go good to know um are these all going to be and I, I don't i don't know how to say this are they all going to be in this 250 dollars range is it is it likely we could get i know you've said before that if we if you want to make a figure we can we'll just make a figure right is there any chance we would get like something smaller like a 67 i mean when you when we do these crowdfunding things are they always going to be big massive sets or could they be something small is it going to vary from time to time or you know what's what's the outlook on that yeah there's there's probably no real reason we have to crowdfund something you know in that 60 dollars range that you just mentioned you know we would just find like ring carts for an example right like we figured out a way to make it work at retail maybe it takes a little bit longer but like it doesn't need to be crowdfunded right? You can make that work. Um, so when you're talking about crowdfunding, it would have to be warranted like a significant tooling investment, you know, like something that is like way, way, way heavy where you can't like fit it at retail. Like if this is doesn't fit at retail for some reason, then it's a good candidate for crowdfunding. So, you know, I've seen like ideas for, for two packs and three packs, like 
we'll we'll just try to make them. You know, I know it might take a little bit longer. We'll just yeah. try to make them. Yeah. You don't need to crowdfund the Mega Powers two pack. You know, like there's no reason to crowdfund that. Yeah, like people are going like to want that. Cakes. Right. What if, what if it's somebody like. Uh, the major brothers brought up this week, like I think it was Mark was bringing up, like the oddities, like a four pack of that. Like, if those th- would those sell at retail, and if and I guess if they wouldn't sell at retail, we're just not going to get them, right? If if there's no demand for them, why? Even- if we got, yeah, if we got the rights to the oddities, we would just make them as single figures. We okay. wouldn't do a pack of them, you know. Okay. Like yeah. we just you just you just plug them in one at a time into legends or, or mainline elites, and, and you're good to go. So yeah. Um, yeah, would it be fun to have them as a huge pack with all the oddities? Sure. But, like, we could just make them. We could just make them. Okay, so the crowdfunding thing will not really be – there might be some figures included, but that's not going to be the main focus of yeah. what you guys And have. they could be cheap. They could be cheaper. It could be sub-250, right? But it still will be, like, on the slightly higher end of things. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that people are asking for are going to be more than 250 I hope they realize yep. that. And it's not, you know, I'm a new generation collector. I have a whole detolf of new generation figures. This was right in my wheelhouse. So, I mean, if you come out with – I really hope you come out with an Attitude Era thing because it saved me a little bit of money. But I know people would be clamoring for that. But, I mean, those those stages, the, the SmackDown fist and all that kind of stuff – it's gonna be a ton of money. I mean, people have to, unless you do that at cardboard, it's gonna look like crap. Um, yeah, some of those some of those ideas are expensive. Yeah, but I think I think you know one of the hurdles, like I said, was was educating people what this is, why we have to do it. It's another reason we did all these you know uh, interviews and podcasts and live streams is to explain what crowdfunding really is, why we have to do it why we should do it, why it's the way to, to get special items like this out. And it's okay if these items aren't for a certain collector. It's okay. Like, you don't have to collect every single thing if it's not right for you. You know, if you don't have the space or it's just way too expensive, that's okay. But this is a, this is like a tool for us to get these things out for the people who do want them or need them or want to utilize them for photography or whatever the case may be. You don't have to give me an exact time, but are you are you planning on waiting an entire year until this comes out before we do this again? Or are we thinking WrestleMania? Uh, or has that not even been discussed yet? We're talking about it. Um, you know, we have we have to plan those things out. So you know, not only do we have to plan it out with our own internal team, um, but you know, we have to work with the Mattel Creations team for a slot in the calendar that really works well that they can execute so in discussions tbd you know and and we'll we'll do something similar to similar to this year where we create a lot of excitement around it so tbd stay tuned very nice um i'm excited are are we we were getting those retros uh you said probably early next year that will not be crowdfunding that'll just be kind of similar to sergeant slaughter where we go on pre-order it and it'll you know come within like three or four months i'm assuming are we going to get more stuff like that like coming up where we just throw stuff on there i mean how how's that going to work because the mattel creations website i feel like you you i mean it's a untapped resource for people that are frustrated by trying to get stuff out in the wild and you know we can just order it from you and cut out the middleman yeah, there's going to be a build, right, to to more and more here. So, you know, we're starting with, uh, as far as a regular offering outside of crowdfunding and Comic-Con, we'll start with the retros. Um, and there's another thing in the pipeline already that's not retro-related. Um, there's more retros coming as well. So, yeah, more more and more over time on on the Mattel Creations website for sure. And it's, it's a great way. Retros is a great example of something that, you know, just wasn't working well at retail. But, you know, we believe that there is an audience for it and demand for it. Um, and, and they'll live on metalcreations.com and go straight to you guys. Uh, this is a good question from uh, John James. 
how the heck are they going to ship these for six dollars and ninety five cents? That's a great question. So you know that's it's built in to the financials, yeah. you know. So so people ask why two fifty. Part of that is because you get cheap shipping. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it would have been sticker shock if you, I mean that sounds better than making it two ten and and forty dollars shipping. It just sounds like you know, which is probably yeah. it's going to be a big big box to ship all that stuff in. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, good to know. Uh, one other question here I wanted to get to you before. Uh, people really, you know, this is out of your control, I'm sure, but I have to ask it because a lot of people are wanting to know. People are really upset about the Sergeant Slaughter and the Ultimate Edition Hogan and Jeff Hardy, which have come back up here and there. Is there any rhyme or reason to any of these pre-orders? I know, I mean, I know you give us time sometimes. The Target ones never seem to go by a time. But at least it gives us like an hour to pre-order them. But, I mean, I was literally on that Sergeant Slaughter website when it happened and i tried to click check out and it didn't go through um i know that happened to a lot of people is is there any benefit to just letting it come stay open and just canceling pre-orders or i mean that's not that's kind of six in one hand half dozen in the other but what what happened overall there's just not a ton of those figures made i mean it seems like the the mr t the year before was a little bit more readily available. It's just the demand was higher, I guess. I don't know. Talk me through. Yeah, the de- the demand for Sarge was obviously much much higher in the end. Um, overwhelmingly yeah. quick sellout time for, for Sarge. Joe, I'm sure you had GI Joe collectors and wrestling collectors on there. You yep, know. yep. And of course, you know when we ideated the item, we knew that that you know that would happen. So the the numbers were appropriate, right? Oh well, we thought they were appropriate, but but who knew it would be that that quick? When you go for from like an hour and a half, roughly, for Mister T to minutes for for Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, that's an astronomical leap in in sellout time. Uh, but it's also the collector market that we're in, right? It's like incredibly hot right now, yeah. um, and even just going from last year to this year, like it has just increased exponentially in demand and people's adoption of online purchasing and, and being in the know of what's happening via social media. Like you go back uh, to, to earlier pre-sales, like these things just lasted back in the day. Like just think back three or four years ago to the best of the Attitude Era uh, figures that were on Amazon. Yeah. Like they went up and they were just available, right? And those numbers weren't really any different than now, right? It's just like we're just in an wow. incredibly hot period of time um right now where people are just gobbling up everything so comic-con exclusives we're talking about this stuff all the time right there there is always going to be some sort of um limited nature for comic-con exclusives they are designed for the show to go to the show to be there to reward the people who attend those shows to be a pr driver to get a lot of press and eyeballs on the line so the line can be as successful as possible um so there is always going to be some sort of limited nature should it be this limited i don't think so you know i don't think so um people didn't feel like they got a fair chance and you know i don't i don't like that so we're trying to to figure out ways to have to balance everything there's got to be a balance you still need to to treat this like a true comic-con exclusive or else it would just be a mainline item you know with the full production run um and then you kind of defeat the purpose of a hot comic-con item so makes sense trying to figure it out trying to crack the code um trying to still retain some semblance of of limited availability while making sure you know at least enough people have it and can get it that it's a good experience yeah and the amazon thing i mean they just kind of went up i mean at least sergeant slaughter went up at a set time the the amazon thing was i forget what it was it was like i don't know 
late at night. Then the next time it was like kind of eight or nine at night. So, right. I mean, I guess Amazon so, is just, you know, they don't have, you know, they have, they're selling 10 million different things. They don't really have a focus on wrestling figures like, like we do, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just, just put yourself, you know, let's pretend I'm Mattel and you're Amazon and you have all those things. Like you mentioned, you're selling all those things. And I'm like, Hey, you know, you know, Phil, like, let me know when these are going up. And you're just so busy with everything and you're not telling me or whatever, or maybe we align on the time, but there's so much going on and it get pushed out. I mean, you know, you're talking about a company who is handling mil- literally millions of products. Um, and then you're talking about WWE collectors, which, hey, I love us, you know, but <laughs> there's not as many of us as everything else, you know, combined yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So it can get tricky. It can get tricky, you know, and, and sometimes you can. You can scream and claw your way to the top and get a lot of attention, and we try to do that. And sometimes it doesn't work out. But I will say this. There are more Hogan's and Jeff figures coming. Um, Later this month, there will be an official date and an official time frame. Um, That's to come. As soon as it is 100% ironed out, I will share that information on social media. Um, And then I'm also trying, should you know, those sell out instantaneously, which is always the possibility in the, the collecting age that we're in now. Uh, I'm going to do my best to try to, to produce even more as like a second run. Wow. Nice. Good to know. Uh, Tony Nally and Eric Bernal were just asking the price point for the retro figures. Is that going to be announced anytime soon? Is that something you can break here uh, as a fig cave exclusive or tight lip? I can say roughly $50. Oh, wow. For four figures. Wow. Yep. Okay. It's not bad. Yep. like the sound of that. Um, all right. Uh, Mr. Robert Rudman gave me some questions for you. I mean, he gave me a couple of things. He told me that you're not into sports, so I didn't want to ask you any sports questions. Uh, and he t- did tell me you were from Philadelphia. So I need to know if I'm going to Philadelphia, the best place to get a cheesesteak would be what? Oh, my God. I'm exposing myself for having not lived there for so long. But uh, I don't like the, the steak place that has the cheese with style cheese. I like the legit cheese. Okay. So it's it's been so long I can't remember, but which is which. But you yeah, that's my choice. When did you when did you move yeah. out to Cali? Uh, well, I I lived in uh, Philadelphia itself until I was seventeen, uh, and then I lived you know out in the suburbs until my my early twenties, and then I moved to Florida for a while oh, and wow. lived in Orlando, and then out to California. Um, let me think now. Whew, maybe maybe six or seven years ago. Okay, very nice. My sister moved out there and was living out in L.A. for a while, and I was like, oh god, the people are going to be so terrible out here. The the maybe the nicest people I've ever come across. I, you know, I was totally wrong about people from California. Everyone is super <laughs> cool. So if you're anyone's hesitating about ever visiting California, do, do not. Uh, they're very cool. Um, all right, we talked about the pre-orders. How about what is your all-time favorite wrestling figure? And I hate to put you on the spot here. All-time favorite wrestling figure that has been made during your time at Mattel. Whew, uh, maybe, maybe Attitude Era Rock. And, you know, every time someone asks me this, the answer is going to be different. Because, you know... There's a lot of great figures, and I'm a fan, and I buy a lot of stuff, and I collect a lot of stuff. But that Ultimate Edition Rock is is really uh, a masterpiece figure. Yeah. Um, so I'll go with that one for today's answer. Very nice. Uh, can you can you tell me this? How many? This is just this is a question from Phil Gentile from Catonsville, Maryland. Um, how how many uh, in general when you when you're making a run of Ultimate Editions? I'm just trying to get an idea because people don't seem to understand this when we're getting 5,000 of these diesel and 5,000 
uh, you know, whatever the number is, 8,000 now of some of these other ultimates. How how many in general are we getting of uh, uh, Stone Cold and Ric Flair or whatever? You know, are they in the the, the tens of thousands? Are we talking there's fifty thousand of them in the world or or what? Yeah, I can't get that specific, but I can say there's tens of thousands. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes they might creep a little bit lower in weird circumstances, like when you know Ultimate Edition fell off Planogram very briefly at Target. Um, you might dip down to to low-ish numbers. Um, but they're still higher than what we did uh, for uh, Diesel and, and Macho Man. Is that where you see? I mean, when, what the Comic Con exclu- uh, reveals? It seems like you guys are. I mean, I'm. I have every single one. I'm. I'm on board with that. I think they're the best wrestling figures ever made. Does that feel like where you guys are headed? Now the main focus is on these Ultimate Editions because me and my buddy Darius here in town, we were h- hardcore into it and. You know, we came to that spot where you know they weren't up in targets. The kind of the Shawn Michaels, Brock Lesnar. We were like, oh man, they're going to cancel this line. Not enough people buy them. They're not in stores anymore. We were freaking out, and now it's you know, it's it's everywhere, and and you know they're exclusives. And now you get the Batista coming out for the Legends Ultimate. Uh, is this is this really where you see you guys you guys headed with with these figures? Like, are, are we just going to get more and more Ultimates? Which is kind of my hope and dream. I mean, they're great go-to for exclusives, you know, because there's something different and, and, and special when you, in comparison to like mainline line elites, especially. Um, and you could do a lot of different things and, you know, that the added uh, price, you know, like lets us do special things like add swappable arms or, or more soft goods or more heads or whatever. So it really just like gives you more opportunity to play from a creative standpoint when you're making something like this. Um, and, you know, retailers, they want something, something different. And it's like, you can, you can skin an elite a million different ways, you know, and at the end of the day, it's an elite. Um, but, you know, now we're, we're, we're exploring different territory um, and expanding ultimate edition because the, the demand is clearly there, you know, and people said we want more in the wave. So, you know, we're looking at the waves and thinking like, okay, they should probably stay where they are with like mm-hmm. two figures per wave. But since there's the demand is there, how do we capitalize on that and give people what they've been asking for? And, you know, we're doing that through more exclusives. All right, got a little Mattel trivia here before we get you out of here. This is from our buddies at Wrestling Figure Database, uh, who are great. Uh, Dylan runs that website. They've basically put every wrestling figure ever made onto a website to uh, to keep track of everything. I want to quiz you because you seem like an encyclopedia of uh, Mattel trivia here. What five superstars were in Elite Series 1, Mr. Steve Ozer? Rey Mysterio, MVP. Yep, yep. That's uh, Undertaker? Yep, that's three of the five. Uh, Jeff was pulled. Oh, wow. He would have been He would have been six. Um, man. Two guys in the news lately. Nah, you got me. I'm stumped. I don't uh, remember. Okay. Uh, CM Punk and Edge. The, uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm happy with my answer. Yeah, no, you're good. That was a long time ago, you know. We're, all, we're creeping up on Elite Series 100, you know. So, um, After Cena, who who has the most Mattel, Mattel Elite figures may, ever made? Wow. It is tough because, you know, Ray was gone for a while. But, but I mean, Ray's, they were really cranking out Ray's. Uh, he's he's his... up there, which was surprising to me because, I mean, he was gone for, what, 10 years or so? 
he was gone for a while, but I mean, there were so many then and we're doing so many now. Um, I mean, Jeff was gone for a long time. He would have been up there. Um, Triple, Maybe rock triple H, a no, triple H, triple H number two, and Rey Mysterio number three, which which shocked me because right. he's had I think, three or four since he's come back. So, um, yep. Let me uh, let me get some questions from the Fig Cave uh, group here before we get you out of here. A lot of people uh, we want. I want a barbershop set. I want the ECW entrance stage. You kind of answered a lot of that with you know we're gonna get, you're gonna get stuff that people want, and we're gonna get more kind of entrance ways and, and accessories and stuff for that. Um, and I just want to say, if you don't see it in the next one, it doesn't mean you aren't heard and mm-hmm. it's not in the pipeline for the one after that or the one after that, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So don't get, just like the new generation arena here, people were like, it should have been this and should have been that. Well, it could have been tons of different things, right? So you can only do one at a time. So if you don't see it now, uh, I mean, we've heard you and it's just like, it's probably just a matter of time. Derek Ruskowski asked, the three Ultimate Edition figures are only available in this funding and won't be reproduced in the future. That is correct, right? These will not be remade right. and sold another time, okay? Exactly. Um, cool. Uh, we talked about the rollout. Yeah, I mean, the only question that I have for you, Steve Ozer, is the last question that we ask all of our guests here. Uh, you have one final meal. You can eat whatever you want. You're on death row. Uh, you can eat or drink whatever meal you want. What would it be? A... A pizza with pepperoni, mm. onions, and extra sauce. Oh, man. Anywhere in particular that you would fancy it from? Uh, I got to think hard about that. Okay. Something just, something just, really good, though. You're just a pizza. Like New, New, New York style. Okay. New York style. All right. Steve, I want to say it again. You and Robert were the rock stars the last week, man. You guys both uh, deserve some uh, some kudos. Thank you so much for everything you guys do. Thank you for making this uh, new generation arena happen. Uh, we hope to have you back on the podcast again, and um, you know, enjoy the rest of your summer. We, we uh, things are just getting better and better for Mattel. I mean, people will gripe about little things here and there, but I feel like they have to complain about something because the, the the products are so good. What you guys are giving us is, you know, just knocking it out of the park. And uh, we're lucky to have you guys for sure. So thank you. I, so much I for really. I really appreciate that. And I hope, you know, even though there's some gripes and mistakes happen and everybody's going to make mistakes and we'll try to correct them over time. Just remember, we are literally in the greatest era of wrestling figure collecting ever right now with everything that's happening. And that's just not me like tooting a Mattel horn. It's like all across the board, like what era that we're in. And please take a moment to enjoy this era that we're in, because who knows if this will ever happen again. Very well said, Steve. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your night, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Steve Ozer from Mattel. What a great guest. Awesome. I mean, he's done every podcast under the sun. You know, I don't want to say he saved the best for last, but, you know, whatever. Uh, But it was cool to talk to him without having to worry about, like, you know, pushing this new generation arena, which, you know, I was happy to do for Robert and I was trying to do on social media. Um, I backed it. I'm excited to get that. at first, I was not. I was totally against it. If you listen to a episode of the Run-In podcast that I hosted a couple weeks ago, I was so down. I think they announced the Macho Man the next day, so I sound like a complete idiot. Um, but uh, I just didn't think the value was there. I just it wasn't. I don't need a ring, and I don't have room for a ring. And I feel like a lot of people felt that same way. But they they really did a lot to add some value to that with the Doink figure, with those three figures being packaged in the Ultimate Edition packaging. 
and them not ever becoming made again, I think it's, you know, a no brainer. So I'm hoping we get some really cool stuff from this Mattel creations and, you know, stop it from going to stores that don't stock it, don't have it on the shelves, run out, can't get the pre-orders right, cancel pre-orders, smash our packages up and, you know, on the way to our house, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you guys again can follow Steve. If you don't already, I don't know what you're doing, but follow him on social media action figure attack. Um, Great dude, and um, we do have a giveaway to announce. We Our buddies at the Dog Pound Toy Store are giving away an Angel Garza Elite figure to one of our followers here. I'm going to announce the name right now. So let's get uh, let's pick someone here. Let's see. Uh, the winner is going to be Mr. David O'Neill from our Fig Cave group. I picked that randomly, just scrolled through our list uh, of uh, members in our group, and... Uh, Pete from the the Dog Pound will get that out to you ASAP. Uh, I highly recommend checking him out on social media. He has a ton of cool stuff for sale, uh, does everything online. I've bought a ton of figs from him before and uh, can't be more happy uh, with what they how they come and how they're packaged and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can follow him on social media at Dog Pound underscore wrestling on Instagram. A great follow there, has a ton of great stuff. Uh, just shoot him a message, give him a follow, and uh, he will hook you up with some elites. So, uh, David, just uh, shoot me a message on uh, Facebook or wherever, any kind of social media. Email me, send me a page me. I don't care. Uh, we'll get that Angel Garza elite figure out to you ASAP. I've been slacking on giving that away, but we'll have another one uh, for September, a new, a new figure every single month to give away here on the show. And uh, if you guys are enjoying the the episode uh all you have to do uh, as a thank you is head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice five-star review. Uh, I think in the next coming weeks, we are going to record some top five episodes. We did a couple already with the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior. We have Tommy Paradise coming on from the Run-In Podcast to do his top five Ric Flair figures. Kenny from the Call-Up doing John Cena. And DJ from the Run-In Podcast doing uh, Sting. So those will, those will be our first five episodes of that. We have some new uh, fantasy football content coming later this week. Uh, those will be on the same podcast feed that you're listening to this episode. Uh, so if you play fantasy football and you want to listen to us, and uh, you can get the episodes the same place you get this episode you're listening to right now. And if you don't play fantasy football, just uh, skip over it. You don't have to listen to it. But we wanted to put all of our content in one place instead of creating a separate feed for that kind of stuff. So, um yeah, that's about it. Uh, thank you, Steve from Mattel for coming on. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, the figure community was, uh, really brought together and it was awesome to see all the, you know, the folks on Instagram and Twitter and, and the YouTubers, guys like Kyle Peterson, uh, Sean Pickett on Twitter, uh, the people on, uh, all the different podcasts that had Robert and, and Steve on. It's been great, uh, to see and get this thing back. So pretty cool stuff. All right, guys, that's, that's it for me. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Check out our past podcast. We had Zombie Sailor on. We've had a ton of great guests, Kyle Peterson. A lot of good stuff back in the archives. So check it out and have a great week. Thanks for listening and stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>